tonight. If the Lord sees fit, we're going to be in chapter 8. We got through the first 12 or 13 verses, uh, but we're going to start out in <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 8 and start back in verse 13. Now, <clears throat> we've been talking about wisdom and how this says wisdom calls for a hearing. And uh, for you to understand what wisdom will teach you and uh, help qualify you to do the things that God would have you to do. And, and it comes through sound doctrine, uh, having faith, you know, through uh, uh, being led of the Spirit of God. And uh, wisdom will help you to understand that righteousness is what's going to prevail in the end. And uh, sin's going to be destroyed. And the people that continue in their sins, to live in their sin, uh, is going to fall under the wrath of God. All this teaching I've been giving you is trying to help you with these, the four wraths of God that I talked to you about. And... Uh, so, I want to read you what my Bible says down here, and then we'll get started in uh, this study Bible of mine. Wisdom's call is contrasted with the call of, of a seduct seductress in Proverbs 7. Wisdom is portrayed as a woman who guides us and makes us succeed. Wisdom was present at the creation of the world and the works with the Creator. Wisdom was there. It was with God from the beginning. God approves of those who listen to wisdom's counsel. So we are to take and listen to the counsel of the wisdom of God because this is what is being shared with you tonight. So it says, those that hate wisdom love death. You know, there's a lot of people hate wisdom because they don't want to do what wisdom teaches them to do. They love sin rather than the wisdom of knowledge of God. And we've got to make a choice. You know, there comes a time in our life, you know, uh, God wants, you know, Round upon ignorance, but it's no more. I mean, we've come to the wisdom and knowledge of God that we have to make a choice in this walk of life what we're going to stand for. And if you'll choose right what wisdom teaches you, then you have a promise made from God himself that you can be his children and live with him in eternal bliss. Amen? I mean, there's nothing no better than that. And so it will never lead you wrong. The wisdom of God will never lead you wrong, but man will lead you wrong. Now, in chapter 13, Robbie asked the blessing of the reading of the word.
Amen. It says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. We was talking about it tonight. Joshua was telling us, and I think Randall was telling us some more about these shootings and things that's been taking place just in the last few days. And just think of what's happened just in the last few days. And when you hear about it, you just hate it. Amen? You just hate it. I mean, I hate evil. I hate what it does to people. I hate how it destroys families. I hate how it destroys people. And it don't make no difference who got shot. I don't care who it was. I never wanted them to get shot, did you? Whether they was lost or whether they were saved. But that's what evil living will do. Uh, and, and unless we hate what sin does, we'll never, never stand up against it. You've got, you got to make a choice. Wisdom teaches us that we have to make a choice. We can either live in the righteousness of God or we can live by the one that beguiles us and that's Satan and his sinful ways. He come, he's a liar. He come to deceive all. Amen. He become the great deceiver and, and he, he, he fell out of fellowship with God and God cast him out of heaven. He, he rose up and become sin. And God, God, will, God cannot have nothing to do with sin. God is not a sinful God. He's a, he's a righteous God. He's a loving God. He has a purpose for you and I in the end. Amen? And we, we are a purpose for us now is to warn others about sinful ways. Amen? And so he says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I fear the Lord. And I hate what evil does. And pride. I hate pride. You know, people, they're so proud. They're just, they're just so proud. They think they're better than anybody else. And then, and arrogance. A lot of people are arrogant. I mean, they, in their speech and in their life and the way that they live. Like they're better than you are. Or better than someone else. You know that's sickening to me. When people go out here. And live in a way that think they're better than you. Well ain't nobody no better than you. And ain't nobody no better than me. And we ain't no better than nobody. Amen. Because we're all equal when it comes to the Lord. But it's up to us. What we're going to receive. In our walk of life down here. Are we, do we choose heaven? Do we choose God? Do we choose righteousness? Do we choose love? Do we choose education? Do we choose wisdom? Do we choose knowledge? All these things are of God. But, and that causes us to hate evil and all these other things. The more a person, here's in the bottom of my Bible again, the more a person fears and reverence and respects God, the more he or she hate evil. Amen? The closer you get to God, the worse you hate evil. Uh, I understand that. And then when it affects you, and deeply it affects us. Amen? And you hate it. And you don't know what to do with it. So you got to go back to God with it. Amen? You got to go back to God with it and said, evil has come upon me. And, and evil ways have come upon my life to destroy me. 
But God, you are, you are a present help in a time of need. And Lord, I need you right now in my life. I need you to help me go through this cross that I'm having to bear. Because Jesus said we're all going to have a cross. Amen? And it's up to us whether we bear it or not. Now, it won't get so heavy that you can't bear it. Because Jesus promised that. Amen? But while you're bearing this cross and you're in the valley, you'll come out stronger because of what you was able to bear through Christ. Amen? Don't never try to bear your, your cross that God has given you alone. You can't do it alone. You can only do it through Christ. Amen? And that's why you've got to continually to turn to Him. It says, uh, love for God and love for sin cannot coexist. Okay? We can't hold on to one and hold on to the other. You're either going to have to let go of one or let go of the other. Amen? Because it don't mix. Love and sin, righteousness and sin, that, that don't mix. Amen? There's a right way. There's a way that seems right unto the, to man, but in the end to man it's destruction. Amen? But our righteousness might, must line up with the righteousness of God. So we can coexist with Him. Amen? Because we can't coexist with God and with the, with the flesh. We have a battle with our flesh. That's my biggest Oh, am I my biggest enemy? Because my flesh is sinful. My flesh is sinful. It would like to, me to do things that God wouldn't like for me to do. So I have to make a choice. Am I going to serve this body of sin or am I going to serve God? And so we all have to make that choice because we are taught what comes in the end. So it says... It may seem safe for a while, but sin will ultimately strangle you. It will strangle you. It says, make a clean break with sin and commit yourself completely to God. If you're not laser focused on moving toward a deeper relationship with God, then you're actually moving away from Him. Amen? And I thought that made a lot of sense. In 14, it says counsel. What counsel? This counsel belongs to God. He said, I'm teaching you how to live. I'm teaching you how to have faith. I'm teaching you how to obtain wisdom. Uh, like he said, forsaking not to send yourselves together so much the more so they draw us down. We're here to learn tonight. If I ain't got nothing to help you continue on with the Lord, then I ain't going to do you no good tonight. This is wise counsel. It ain't Butch's counsel. It's God's counsel. He says, counsel is mine. And sound wisdom. I am understanding and I have strength. Now think about that. Sound wisdom says I have understanding and I have strength. When we do the right things. Where does our strength come from? It cometh from the Lord. Amen. Our strength cometh from the Lord. 
he gives us the ability to be able to choose righteousness over sin. And that's why we got to stay focused on him. You know, when we start looking at the things of the world, when we start looking at them and continue looking at them, we get our eyes off of God. That's where we mess up. While you're out here in the world, you've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen? You've got to continually talk with Him. He's got to continually to walk with you, to help you in the hour of temptation and, 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 and the trials and, and the heartaches and the things that you go through in this walk of life. He come to set the captive free. Who was the captive? Those that were led by sin and, and were dying in their sins and trespasses and sins. And he come to set us free from that. Amen? To, to, that we can walk with him with respect. Amen? And we can hold our heads up and thank him for changing us into the person like Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. It wasn't nothing that I'd done. He gave the credit to who it belonged to. And we're to do that too. And when he, he changes your life, let me say this. God will never save you out of sin and leave you in the same condition he found you in. He's all powerful. Why would he even attempt to do something like that? He says... We got to continue with him. That's why he says, if you will continue with me until the end. This is what wisdom teaches us. That we are motivated by him. We are taught by him. We live according to his words, not ours. All right? This is what wisdom teaches us. And then it says, uh, by me princes rule. And nobles, even all the judges of the earth, by God. That, that's where wisdom comes from. If he ain't being led of the, the, the Father God, which art in heaven, hallowed be his name, they're, they're, they're leading people astray. I know a lot of kings and, and things and sin authority that's leading people astray, and they're falling for their sins. And they're trying to cover their sin, but they don't have no covering for their sin. And when they stand before God, they will be no covering for their sin. But when I stand before God and you stand before God, there is a covering for my sin, and that's the blood of Jesus. Amen? I've been washed. That's the covering for me. And i become white as snow in the eyes of my Father. I'm nothing without him. And so I have a covering for my sin today, and I stay with that, and I look to God for that, for his help, because he is there for me to tap into. He is strength, amen? He is wisdom, he is knowledge, and he'll give you the strength that you need. That's why uh, when I told the Lord, I said, Lord... <laughs> I can't do it. And he said, yeah, that's right, but you can't, but I can. That's what you got to remember about God. He's the one that's going to do it inside of you. Amen? You just got to let him do it. 
you got to have an open heart. you got to have an open mind to take him in and let that work in your life. You know, faith without works is dead. Being alone and profits nothing. So he, you know what we are today? As children of God, now I want you to think about this. As children of God, and you've heard me preach on this before, we are ambassadors for Christ. Well, what is an ambassador? That's someone that speaks. When when United States puts ambassadors in other countries, those people are speaking for the United States of America. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Sure, you're an ambassador for Christ. And so are you and all the rest of you that are saved and born again. We are to carry the message and let others know that our home is not here. Our home, Jesus is going to prepare. This is just the place that I'm at right now until the Father's will can be done in my life, here on earth, in my life, yet to come. Amen? And so I have to give God the opportunity, and I did, and hopefully you did, and now that I have, I become a spokesman an ambassador for him. That's what I'm doing here tonight. I'm speaking on his behalf with the wisdom and knowledge that he has given me. And so uh, I stand up for the Lord. When I go to people, when, when the Holy Spirit of God sends me to other people's house, I never ever claim to be able to help them in any way, any form, any fashion, but I remind them of the one that is our help. Amen. And, and, and I begin to share his words. And a lot of times all I have to do is just remind people of that, just like Gerald's mother that day when God sent me down there to talk to her. And, uh, and I was all dirty and nasty, and I knocked on her door with my elbow, and she come to the door with tears in her eyes. She was needing strength, amen? Wisdom gives strength. And, and, and bringing to remembrance, that gives strength and knowledge. And so I told her, I said, look, and I didn't know what I was going to say when I got there. God just said, go. I said, the Lord sent me down here to tell you that he still loved you. And he hadn't forgot about you since your husband died. You know what she said? Preacher, I knew it. But we need to be reminded sometimes, don't we? Amen. It's my job to remind people, even in the church, as, a, as an ambassador for Christ and to warn people that's out here in the world that God is in control of everything. They may not think they're in control. Satan may make them think that he's in control, but he's not in control. God is the only one that's in control because he holds all the power. Amen? Not just a little bit here and a little bit yonder. He holds all the power. And so when we're brought back and we're reminded who it is that really loved us, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and you know the scripture, whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have eternal, praise God, and everlasting life. Amen. Eternal is forever. Eternal life, but eternal death is forever too. And who in the world would choose eternal death over eternal life? Well, let me tell you who would. Majority of the people in this world is what they're choosing today. Because the light has come. 
And brother, they wouldn't receive the light. They continued in darkness. They run from the light because they didn't want to stop doing what they were doing. Listen, if you don't stop doing those things, the world, world if you don't stop doing those things, then your end is going to be an everlasting, everlasting destruction. The wrath of God will be on you forevermore. But the wrath of God is not on the children of God. It's not on me. It's not on you, Robbie. It's not on those that fear the Lord and love the Lord. That His wrath is not upon me. I've seen the wrath of God come. I read it in the Bible where the wrath of God come on a lot of people and a lot of nations, a lot of land. I see it happening today. But the greater wrath that hasn't come yet, that will come to this earth, is the great tribulation. But that ain't the greatest wrath. The greatest wrath is an eternal hell, the Bible says. And both death and hell shall be cast into the lake of fire. That will go on forever and ever and ever. So we learn between wisdom and knowledge, and brother, what we can do and what we can't do. Amen? There's a whole lot of can't do's we can't do. Amen? Because if we do, we, <laughs> we're going to be in a bad way when it comes to the Lord. By me, kings reign, princes decree justice. By me, princes rule, nobles, even all the judges of the earth. But here's what he says in 17. I love them that love me. Robbie, you love the Lord. Well, I'm here to tell you, remind you that he loves you too. Ain't that wonderful? It don't get no better than that, does it? If you love him. They don't love Jesus. You know, they threaten people not to speak his name. They, th they threaten our families. You know, if we tried to correct our children to put us in jail. And they tried to use the things of the world against us from doing the right thing. And God says, you better do the right thing. You better do the right thing. It better line up with my word instead of what they're telling you to do, even if it does cause you to go to jail. Amen? Do you love me enough to go to jail? Amen? Do you love me enough to uh, quit the things that you once done and live for me? Well, how can I love God? I'll tell you how you can love God. You come clean with him. You be honest with him. And try him and see what he'll do for you. He tells us that in the Bible. He says, try me. And see if I won't bless you. He said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and just continually pour you out a blessing. Amen. He's done that for me all of my Christian life. He's been pouring blessings on me for nearly 50 years. Uh, praise God. And I just thank him and love him so much for that. I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. A lot of people keep going on in life and living sinful ways and, and saying, well, you know, when I get older, I'll do this and I'll do that. And God, he, he, he called that rich man a fool because that was his plan too. He was planning on uh, uh, just uh, living for himself. And I don't know when his plan was or if it was to ever live for the Lord, but God called that man a fool. He left out of here. It didn't say how old he was, but he, he left out of here early. Amen. Because of the life he was living was taken away 
uh, what the sinful life he was living was taken away from his days. Amen? And so here he is, and God called him a fool, and he said, This day thy soul shall be required of thee, and then who shall all those things be that you have or you want to lay up? And King Solomon said, Well, I'd probably end up, a fool end up with all that I have. And it probably will. Most of the time that's what happens. Uh, uh, what happens, you know, uh, when we, when we uh, try to leave things and uh, we're supposed to leave an inheritance to our kids. That's only Bible. That comes. The Bible teaches us that. But what are your children going to do with it? How are they going to take it? Are they just going to go through it? Or have you taught them to live for God. If you taught them to live for God, they'll take what they get and make wise decisions with it. See, that's what God's wanting us to do tonight. Take these words and make wise decisions with them. Because we got to decide what it is that we need to do today. And if tomorrow comes, we decide then what we can do then that we can walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's what wisdom teaches us because uh, our God says tomorrow is not promised to none of us. So uh, uh, to understand wisdom and to live uh, with the wisdom and knowledge that God's given you, you must do it today. Amen. You can't wait for tomorrow to do it. Let it start today. If you ain't been doing it, start doing it. Amen. Just take God at his word. Riches and honor are with me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Who is that? The wisdom he's talking about here. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. And listen to this in 19, my fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. Oh, what a blessing comes with the wisdom and knowledge of God. You know, uh, when Solomon, and he was taught by his father to fear God and to, to seek wisdom. And when God called him to be king, and he said, whatever you ask, I'll grant it. Whatever you ask, I'll grant it. And he said, Lord, I pray for the wisdom, the wisdom and the knowledge to rule thy people, to help them, Lord. And boy, that made God so happy because that's what he chose rather than silver and gold. But you know what? By choosing wisdom, it brought all those things that he could have had to him. Right? What if he just asked God for gold and for no wisdom and knowledge? That ain't going to help you much. You can gain the whole world and lose your soul. What have you gained? It's better that you've never been born. So when, when we ask God, we need to consider what it is that we asked in God. And he will, when we ask him of things that will help us to be more like him, 
I believe he'll bless us with them every time. And so that means in our prayer is lining up with what he's teaching us here tonight. To go with wisdom and knowledge because it'll bring great riches to you and it'll bring you eternal life in the end because you have done as the Father has taught you to do. Now, I lead in the way of righteousness. In the midst of the path of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. To have things of me. What has God blessed you with? Think about it. Everything. What has God blessed us with? You have inherited substance from him. God has blessed me with food and raiment and a wonderful family and a, and a place to lay my head. And I, If you just go thinking about it and thinking about how he took care of me while I was out there in sin when I didn't appreciate it but I stopped one day see I chose to listen rather than to shut my eyes any longer amen so he said if we have eyes to see see and have ears to hear hear now the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way he was there wisdom was there or she was there in the beginning before the works of old she was with God from the beginning. She was with the Lord from the beginning. And the Lord was with God in the beginning. Because God done all things through the Lord. Amen. Uh, through his son. Heaven and earth. And everything was created through him. Because he become the word of God. And he speaks on God's behalf. And he is God's word. Amen. And the word become flesh. And dwelt among us. That's what wisdom teaches us. Amen. And that word dwelt among us. And he is God's lips. He is God's voice. That's who Jesus is. And he's to do the will of the Father. And the Father has taught him. Spiritually taught him. Not physically taught him. Spiritually taught him. The <clears throat> I've heard people say that that say they've claimed they've had these out-of-body experiences and only them and God know, but they say, you don't even have to talk to Jesus. You automatically know what he's saying without hearing words. You know what other people are, are saying without even hearing them speak. And it says you can hear the, the flowers, you can hear the trees, you can hear everything, and it's spiritual, Amen. And so you walk in it in the spirit. Praise God, that's where the, the greatest voice is because the voice that I listen to more than any is that spirit that lives inside of me. It ain't the one that I'm speaking tonight, but it's the one that's leading me and guiding me and showing me how to live and is correcting me along the way and sometimes take me to the woodshed, you know, if necessary. But it's that small voice that's inside of me. And it used to be a different voice. It used to be a voice of sin, voice of Satan. But now the Lord is my Savior and the Father is my God. 
and it's his voice that I hear. That's what his wisdom and knowledge has taught me. And it, it, see, it ain't, it ain't what we see that's important. It's what we don't see. I've never seen God. And uh, I did get a glimpse of heaven one time down on my knees over at Blue Ridge when I was a young Christian. And brother, I mean, what I saw was just, I tell you what, what I saw put me down like a limp rag. I didn't have no strength or nothing for like 20 minutes or so. And you say, oh, you didn't see that preacher. Yeah, I did. But I didn't see it physically. I saw it in the spirit. Saw it in the spirit. I believe God can show you things in the spirit. I believe that God can put you places in the spirit that your body can't go. Amen? I believe that. And so because the spirit of God is not confound to, uh, it's free to move. It's free to move me, amen? If I trust in it, and uh, then he's, he's got control of my life, my soul, my being, my spirit. And so, you know, what do you think is going to bring you back to the Lord? It's the spirit that's in you, Amen. And so he says, I ain't going to get through it tonight. I thought I would. He said, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. Where there were no depths, I was brought forth. Where there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. I tell you what, it took a lot of wisdom and knowledge to prepare the things that God has prepared. And for us to do the things that we need to do. We can't do it without the wisdom and knowledge of God. And so I'm completely dependent upon him. So just like getting up here tonight and talking to you, it ain't me. It's, it's him. I'm depending on him to help bring this, thing, this out to where you can understand it. Uh, yet it, while as yet he had not made the earth nor the fields nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, he said, I was there. When he established the clouds above, he was there, or she was there. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep, she was there. When he gave, when he gave to the sea its degree that the water should not pass his commandment. The waters cannot pass the commandment of God. There's no way it's impossible for it to do because God has spoken it. And, and if God has spoken it, you can make sure that it's steadfast, that it's just, that it's righteous. And so it says, And he gave to the sea his degree that the water should not pass commandment when he appointed the foundation, uh, his commandment when he appointed the foundations of the earth. 
Then I was by him as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. When his wisdom and his knowledge lives in you, you become his daily delight. Amen? Just like wisdom itself, when it dwells with you like it dwells with God. Rejoice in the habitable part of his earth, the places that are habitable. And my delights were with the sons of men. Now therefore hearken unto me. That means to listen real close, you children. For blessed are they that keep my ways. You want to live under a blessing? Just keep living for God and being taught of God. It says here instruction. These are instructions. Uh, Bobby used to say, the B-I-B-L-E, book of instructions before leaving earth. Amen. While we're here, it's to instruct us, to help us to walk with the Lord. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Don't refuse what God has said. Take it to your heart. It'll be a blessing to you in your life. Blessed is the man that heareth me. And watches daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whosoever findeth me findeth life. Amen. And shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul, and all that hate me love death. All that hate the wisdom and knowledge of God love death. And, uh, well, I'll stop right there. I did want to finish nine, but we'll stop right there for right now. And just sort of take it in. Go on and read Proverbs 9. You, you, read Proverbs, period. I mean, that's just a, a good book to read. There's a lot of wisdom and knowledge in the book of Proverbs. It will teach you uh, how to grow closer to the Lord and to... Walk, I've heard uh, some people say that everybody ought to read at least a verse out of the book of Proverbs every day of their life. Amen. It will help strengthen you. So uh, uh, just think about what God has spoken to you about tonight. You know, uh, I know some of these things. You already knew, maybe you already knew it all, but you, you needed to be reminded of it or God wouldn't brought it out. Amen? I need to be reminded of it. It's the only thing that's going to see me through is to be able to walk in, uh, in his paths, which are paths of righteousness and for his name's sake. And uh, so we, we so ever need him. Uh, I hate to think that I would try anything anymore without God. I don't even drive down the road without God. I pray, you know, take care of me and help me not, you know, hurt others along the way. Uh, he saved me so many times when I was driving an automobile or a rowback or even a boat. Amen. 
you know, he's, he's been there. He's, he's caused me, he's kept me from harm so many times. And if I hadn't had him and hadn't been praying that he would be with me and take care of me, and you know, it's just like at, at night I run over those man and a woman and they was on a big inflatable thing out in the lake with no lights way, way off of the lake. And I wouldn't have hit them for nothing. But I, when I hit them, I went through the middle. And uh, I didn't have time to be scared or nothing else. All I could do was call on the Lord. I said, Lord, help me get them out of that water. I pray they're not dead. Pray, God, just help me get them out. That's all I care about is getting them out. And uh, I got up there and got them out and got them over and got them help. And uh, that was the only thing I was concerned about. And later, it really scared me. But at the time, I had to do what I could do. Amen? And if God hadn't have been there to help me, I couldn't have done it. Amen? Uh, that, that law enforcement agent, that ranger, told him, says, y'all don't know how lucky you are. Because he said the most people that were out here, if they had run over you, would have kept going. And said, this man didn't. And I said, I couldn't. Ain't no way I could have left them out there. I said, uh, all I care about is they'd be all right. Wisdom and knowledge taught me that. You know, uh, it don't make no difference at the time who's at fault or not at fault. Or, and when I started getting the boat, they started apologizing and everything. I said, don't even worry about none of that. I want to make sure you're okay and get them in the boat. I wouldn't worry about none of that. The only thing I cared about was trying to help them. And that's the only thing I care about tonight is trying to help you and others because that's what God put in my heart to do. So, you know. <laughs>